Hey, welcome to A Loner's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm Sean, the loner in A Loner's Guide to the Galaxy. So shortly after COVID-19 broke out, I decided that it was time to take a break from social media. And after a few days, I noticed that every time I unlocked my phone, my thumb would press the screen where the Facebook icon used to be. So I thought about how I could channel this energy in a productive way. And this led me to keeping a journal consisting of a collection of thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Eventually, the idea came to turn those journals into a podcast. This podcast will take you, the listener, on that ride with me as we journey through the galaxy in my mind. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire, uplift, and empower. I hope that you enjoy listening to it even more than I enjoy creating it. This episode is brought to you by Indigo Creative, a development firm that specializes in designing, developing, and executing creative concepts and ideas, harnessing the power of the imagination in a way that is innovative and disruptive. If you'd like to connect, send me an email at alonersguide at theageofindigo.com. I'd love to hear from you. Episode eight. Perspective is everything. A change in perspective may be the difference between having problems and never having problems again. For people who only see problems, problems are everywhere and encountered often. There are others who don't see problems. They see opportunities to apply solutions. Problems are just situations where solutions haven't been discovered yet. Yo, welcome back, guys. Episode 8 of A Loner's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, this has been incredible, putting this all together, uh, recording these episodes. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. So I, I hope that you've enjoyed it. hope that it's been um, a dope experience for you. I know it's been a great experience for me. Um, today, we're going to talk about perspective you know, and um, how throughout the growth process, your perspective is going to shift, it's going to change the things that you thought you believed at the beginning of the process. Um, as you go through it, those things may change. And as this was happening to me, I didn't really know how to uh, how to deal with it. But you know, finally got it figured out and you just go with the flow. Um, so I grew up um, Baptist and uh you know so we did the whole church thing and um i have a grandfather who's a preacher um although i don't say that to say like he had some major influence on my life because he didn't uh but that's another story for another time um but that's how he raised his children and so on and so forth so it was pretty deeply uh ingrained um Although I never really liked going to church, like if I'm being honest, you know, not to get me, no, don't get me wrong. I met some incredible people at church. I've had some incredible experiences in churches, um, but I've had some not so great experiences as well. And, um, you know, I mean, a part of me may possibly be jaded um, because of the breakdown and the, the dynamic 
um, as it relates to the relationship, you know, with my grandfather, right? So it's like the rebellious side of me, the devilish side of me is like, how could I possibly believe in something that you say you believe in, but it didn't convict you enough to make right what you did wrong? You know what I'm saying? It was just like, and there's some judgment there. Um, and some shit that I'm still working through. I don't even really know how I got on the subject, but we're here now. So, um, anyway, I say all that to say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm at a stage in my life now where I don't subscribe to any religion, right? So, going from growing up Baptist to now just not subscribing to any, you know, particular religion and just kind of going along my journey and growing and, and having spiritual experiences um it's just been incredible incredible and it all started with a book actually um and that book is called conversations with god it was written by a man named neil donald walsh um incredible incredible series uh just eye-opening for me i mean and this isn't to say that like i took it as my religion if you will it was more so like there were questions i had there were things that i would think as a kid and when you're growing up and you know you're a part of a, a religious uh family not to say that like not to say that uh my family was like overly uh religious or anything they weren't um, but that's what I grew up with. And so um, reading that book, it gave me a foundation, right? Um, that I could establish a new perspective, you know, on. So it was like, it was just, it was an incredible experience. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Of course, this experience can be traced back to Tom. Um, so if you remember in episode two, I talk about Tom. And uh, Tom was my mentor, um, passed away in 2017 uh, from cancer. So, fuck cancer. But, um, you know, he lived a pretty awesome life, pretty spectacular life. And um, so, I'm sleeping. At this particular time in my life, I was kind of like an insomniac a little bit. Um, so I would average maybe two to three hours a night and I was just like a zombie. I was up and um, so one day I, I finally get to sleep and uh, maybe I've probably been asleep like an hour or so. And uh, so I get this call at 530 a.m. and it's Tom. And I get this call three days before my 26th birthday. And it's one of those days where it's like, my birthday's in January. It wasn't snowing, but it was really, really cold. And um, it was, it was, it wasn't raining. It was kind of like that mix in between. It was just shitty weather. So Tom calls and he's like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I was sleeping, you know, it's 530. And he's like, okay, well, uh, get up and come over to the house. I've got something that I want to give you, um, you know, something that I want to talk to you about. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, what could this possibly be? So get up, go, you know, and, and get dressed and all that. Go to the house. And um, 
So I get there and Tom's there and he comes out of the back and he says, um, this is the most important book that I've ever read next to the Bible. And um, because he grew up, you know, he was he grew up in church and, and stuff like that. Um, so his religion and uh, his relationship was very important to him and I could identify with that because growing up it was the same for me but there was always this level of almost confusion you know because I just didn't have some understanding um I didn't have understanding when it came to certain things and you know I've I've since gained clarity about those things but it's been through my own spiritual journey um and so he gives me the book and I'll never forget you know, what he wrote in the book. Um, but in the book he wrote, I hope you get what I got. And I thought that was so beautiful um, because I, like I said, it really opened me up. I mean, and there are so many incredible things in the book. If you get a chance, you know, read it. I mean, if nothing else, it is an incredible read. Um, so definitely check it out. Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me early on, you know, it dealt with perspective. And so in the book, um, you know, it's written that reaction and creation are the same word, right? It all depends on how you see the letter C, right? How you see things. Um, and so after realizing that, it put it into perspective for me, like I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of how I feel. I'm in control of how I respond to things. And so this new, lib uh, this new perspective was liberating. And it led me to ask myself from moment to moment, am I creating or am I reacting? You know, if I'm creating, then I'm in control. If I'm reacting, then someone else is in control. Like even now, um, and I've, I mean, I've grown a lot. I think I've grown a lot, right? Um, but even now, when people do things that make me angry, I always take a step back and I ask myself, am I creating something else or am I going to be reacting, which is adding more of the same energy to that situation? Like recently, I was dealing with a situation and it was me, you know, saying how I felt about something and I'm said it and I meant what I said and I said what I meant to say and um, I left it so that there could be no interpretation of you know or any assumptions in terms of what I was saying or where I was coming from or how I felt and it wasn't even the person I was dealing with it was somebody else that inserted themselves into the situation um, and just came completely like out of left, you know, out of left field with it. And it was funny because the person I was actually communicating with, we had a very healthy, constructive dialogue, you know, back and forth, and we came to an understanding. It was this other person that was just so hell-bent on, like, being seen and heard, and it was just like, here you come, you know, with this energy. So when that energy came into it, initially I wanted to react, you know, because Anytime somebody starts a text message off with, you know, uh, with all due respect, or I'm going to say this as respectfully as I can, it was just like, do you think you have any other choice but to be respectful? 
You know, you're coming into my space. I didn't disrespect you. I didn't come into your space in a disrespectful way. You, you know, you may not have liked what I had to say or what I said, you know, but then that's okay. You don't have to. I wasn't asking you to. Um, but to think that you could enter my space and engage with me in any in any way on any level and do so in a way that is disrespectful, um, I thought that was laughable. And I wanted to react. And then something was like, if you don't give it energy, it dies. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. You know? Um, it was like, because misery really does love company. You know, sometimes you just got to say, hey, look, I'm not I'm not coming to visit today. I'm not coming over. You know, I don't feel like it. I'm not going there with you. Um, and so from moment to moment, look at what you're doing, because I could have reacted to that situation. I could have added more of that same energy into the situation, you know, and really went into it, you know, and 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 let people let my anger get the best of me. But then I started realizing that. One, in reading the person's text message that was a response to my my initial complaint, it was like, well, they obviously didn't read the text message. And if they did, they didn't understand it because some of the things that they're saying, I already said in the text message. So um, that was number one to me. Number two, it was like they were trying to project some shit onto me. Like, and you have to watch out for that because a lot of times if you say something and someone already feels a certain type of way about themselves about their self they're going to um they're going to project it you know and what this person did was they said well i don't appreciate you saying x y and z and you know insinuating this and that and i'm like well, i never said those things i never even got close to any of those things so it let me know this is something that this person already feels you know, and that made it easier to let it go. Like you got to leave people where they are, leave them where they are. And, you know, I just made up in my mind, like I'm not giving that any more energy. So I decided to create, to create something else, <laughs> to create an out for myself. And I did that by not responding and not responding is hard to do, especially when you don't take shit from people. You know, when you don't take shit from people, it's hard not to, you know, put them in their place you know what i'm saying it's hard not to do but it's so worth it i felt so much better because i didn't have that moment afterwards where it was like fuck why'd you let them get under your skin why'd you let them take you there you know they weren't even worth it you don't even care you know about this particular individual you know like you they i mean they don't mean anything to you you know, in your day-to-day -day life, they mean nothing. They don't affect your day-to-day -day life. They don't affect how you eat. They don't affect any of that. Why do you care? So once I came to that conclusion, it, you know, it became easier to just let it go um, and not react. You know, I can look at it and be like, oh, it's interesting. And just keep it moving, you know, and leave that person with that energy. Did they get over it? I don't know. I don't really give a shit, to be honest. Um, because it is what it is you know i just my only thing was um i believe that when you are going when you're reaching out to someone else you know you have to respect the energy you can't go in with hard harsh energy 
you know because whatever comes back to you is like okay well you put that out you know what i'm saying and so i try not to put that out when i'm dealing with people you know i try to come from a place that's balanced and centered and understand the part that i play so that um i can remove as much ego from the situation as possible so that's what i had to do with that person it was just like some real ego bullshit that i had to you know kind of maneuver around and then it made me like you know what i don't even really want to deal with this person so i'm not you know and uh i mean it is what it is but um with that being said you know there is i've learned along this journey that there's good shit there's bad shit and then there's gratitude and I've learned how important it is to be grateful for each experience. And I understand now that when I'm aligned, I'm clear, you know, um, that every experience is moving me in the direction of my desires. You know, I'm clear on the purpose of each experience. Um, and I'm a co-creator in that experience versus just going blindly from, you know, experience to experience and reliving all these toxic cycles. You know, when I became grateful for the process, all parts of the process, not just the good shit, not just the takeaways, not the downloads, but the dark shit too, it allowed me to say thank you, you know, even in the worst moments, even when I was sitting there with, you know, uh, the lights cut off and not knowing what the hell I was going to do. You know, at one point, <laughs> at one point, I remember sitting on the couch <clears throat> and... I remember just laughing, you know, because it was just like, fuck, it can't get any crazier than this. You know, this is just, this is insane. And then something said, well, you're going to tell people this story one day, you know, and then I started laughing even harder because it's like, damn, I thought of, I got this image of like my higher self writing the story, you know, in the book of life. And it's like, this is going to be a damn good story. All the twists and turns when you're living in it. It's very difficult to feel that way about it, you know, to laugh when you want to cry. But, you know, I was able to have a different type of perspective and understand that it was just an experience that I was supposed to move through. I wasn't supposed to get stuck there. I wasn't supposed to dwell on it. I was supposed to move through it. I was supposed to experience it, to gain that knowledge from it and then keep moving. You know, that was the goal. Um, and so... What I noticed was that instead of being fucked up about the lights being cut off, which eventually they ended up getting cut on the same day, I you know, found a solution. Um, but um, what I became, what I noticed was that I was grateful for the fact that like we had a gas stove. So it was like, oh, I could still cook, you know? We had a wood burning fireplace. So it was like, I can keep the house warm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I just knew that I was gonna be okay. You know, so there's good shit, bad shit, and gratitude. Think of it as like a Venn diagram almost. You know, you've got good shit on one side, bad shit on the other, and gratitude going down the middle. You know? Um, so, you know, the thing is that when you are in the thick of it and the stress is real and the bills are piled up and they're coming to get, you know, to repossess the car tomorrow. You know, it, it's it's hard to trust the process. You know, I've been there. 
I mean, listen, at one point it got so crazy, right? And I knew that I was doing the right thing. I knew that I was chasing my my dream and, and my vision and I was on the right track in, in a sense, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, but I was still off in certain areas, but I was, you know, trying to get trying to get back on track. And I was living in this apartment. Every time I heard a truck beep, you know, like they have that beep to the bigger trucks have the beeping noise when they're backing up. You know, my heart would drop because I would think like, fuck, the tow truck is here. You know, they're coming to get the car finally. <laughs> um, and, you know, when they finally did come get it, I didn't even fucking hear them. So I was asleep. The car was gone. Um, and I was relieved. Isn't that crazy? I was relieved because I felt like, OK, now I can focus on stabilizing again. I can focus on getting my shit together, you know, and I was just grateful for the opportunity to reset and it didn't feel like a loss at all and in other people's eyes you know maybe it was i don't know i don't really care but um you know i didn't care what they thought i survived and i lived to fight another day and i'm here you know and i didn't have to hurt anyone to do it um and so i was just okay you know i wasn't attached to any of that shit anyway um so you know i had another shot to get it right and really make something happen for myself and my old life was gone and you know it was just time for me to start down a new path and i have known bad i've known bad times i've known bad people you know but it's been the knowing bad that has helped me to appreciate the good you know i mean should i've been bad you know being bad has a help has helped me to appreciate you know being good being good to other people doing right by other people and some people may not feel this way but excuse me i'm grateful um you know that i've experienced the same things that i've caused others to experience to some degree i've gotten that karma back and it's always funny when i come out of meditation and i, I have those moments of realization where it's like damn you abandoned so and so you know and it's like oh you were just abandoned by you know this group of friends or this person or that person then it's like, oh, well, now you know how so-and-so feels. And so I'm always grateful for that. I feel like it makes me more well-rounded. And as I'm dealing with people now, I deal with them differently. You know, I deal with them differently. Um, so it's just, you know, growth is is a beautiful thing. Don't, don't be afraid of it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, it's made me more compassionate. It's made me more objective. It's made me more self-aware. It's allowed me to grow in ways that I can't really even begin to describe, but I just know that I'm grateful for the gift of understanding and, and growth and elevation. Um, and here's what you have to understand. Gratitude is essential to your growth, you know? Um, it is... The good shit and the bad shit are just life situations and circumstances. You know, how you look at them is what makes them good or bad. And one day you'll come to the realization that there is no good or bad. There just is, you know, it is what it is. And the focus should be on how um, and who you choose to be in relation to what is. You know, if you want to start to center yourself more, start with gratitude promise you it, it goes a very long way um and so <clears throat> that was a part of a, a change perspective because i grew up <clears throat> excuse me you know i grew up with a single mother and so 
when shit would get bad, it would get really bad, like financially, and if shit was hitting the fan, and you know, I mean, there were some rough times in there, and <clears throat> excuse me, it's easy to fall back into that fear, and I was doing something that was going against that, you know, that wasn't safe, um, and so, uh, and this just isn't this isn't just about the um, spiritual side of it, you know. The spiritual side led me to feeling comfortable enough to jumping back out there on the business side, you know. Um, but that's what I was doing that was dangerous. I was taking risks. I was starting new ventures. I was doing things, and it was like, well, you know, that wasn't that wasn't the generation that my my parents came from, you know. Um, it was about working. It was about saving. It was that's what it was about. Entrepreneurship was not something that their generation know really um dove into head first right and so um when i first started down the uh, so i say all that to say you are going along your journey you're going to have to learn to agree to disagree that was that's been a tough one for me just in general but from a spiritual perspective you know i was i felt free right and so i felt like okay i'm free i see something that you know even my family the people in my family don't see so i need to show them the light right i need to show them how to to you know be without the 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 things that box you in or I felt box you in when it came to religion and so the part of myself that needed people to validate my beliefs and my ideas was still very present even in my spiritual work you know and I didn't gain all of you know the clarity that I have now I didn't get it all at the same time but I was determined to overstand my inner standing to have my own spiritual foundation within that I could stand on and um, a set of principles to live by, right? And I had to learn not to bash other people in their practices, you know, because, and that happens often. When you, when you are going through your awakening and you're discovering who you are, you know, if you grew up in a religious, you know, background, um, at least for me, it was like, okay, like I said, I see, I see right through all of it, right? And I really wanted to be in complete alignment. And the process of aligning yourself with your your real mission um, can be painful because you, you know, but it's extremely exciting, but it can be painful. You got to get rid of a lot of stuff along the way. So after reading Conversations with God, which I, I went home that day after meeting with Tom and I read the book in one sitting like I didn't move from the spot that I was in until that book was finished and um, I felt like I was in on the secret like I understood the universe and the way that it worked you know and so people who were religious and this was any religion to me they were like you know initially I would look at them as like fools you know because I was out of the matrix I was awake I was figuring it all out and instead of being humbled by the fact that I had discovered my own way my own convictions, my own beliefs, my own individual connection and relationship with my creator. You know, that should have humbled me. And it does humble me now, but then it didn't, you know, because 
I wanted to disprove everything about religions. I wanted to show you, you know, I just, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a good way of, of being. It doesn't resonate with me now. You know, I became a little arrogant, really. And I thought that I knew more than most, you know, so I became judgmental. I felt the need to make my case with everyone, especially my family, you know, that I came into um, my own understanding, you know, and the funny part was I wasn't even this fired up when I was, you know, saying that I was a Christian and, and carrying around a Bible and leading Bible studies and, do, you know, I wasn't even this fired up then, but I was so fired up for everyone to believe what I now believed and what I, what I aligned myself with and what resonated with me. And it was really about, I think, looking back at it, about making me comfortable, you know, and I look back at myself now and I laugh at the way that I behave. Um, well, I kind of laugh and I kind of cringe, but, um, but like I always say, you know, how can you know wisdom without first being a little foolish? And I was really in the baby stages, the very early stages of my spiritual growth, you know, but God, Gran, um, so Gran is my mom's mom and um incredible incredible woman and poor gran you know i mean all she had was was jesus and here i am just trying to tear that down i mean i'm debating and i want to have discussions and you know and it was just like i look back at it now and it's like man that's fucked up to do that to somebody you know it's like somebody's been believing something you know it's been getting them through it's seen them through some tough times and they know from their experience that God is real and God exists within this structure for them. And here I am trying to make God exist. I'm trying to make my interpretation or my understanding of God exist within that structure, you know? And in doing that, I'm, I'm destroying the structure. You know, I had, to, I had to pull away from that. I had to just make my spiritual growth, my spiritual journey about me. And um, I'm just grateful for, for the ability to change your perspective, you know, to change the way that you see things. Um, and that's okay, that is growth. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you inauthentic. It doesn't make you fake. It makes you something that is growing, you know, evolving, um, learning better, you know, or, or, or learning to be better. When you know better, you do better, right? And so, um, you have to uncover all of that in the process. And now I understand that I was thinking in a way that didn't serve me. You know, you have to allow each soul to walk its path. And I stopped trying to explain my beliefs to anyone. I no longer felt the need to uh, debate my family, you know, about what they believed. And in my growth, I was able to see the beauty. The beauty was in their conviction, you know? It was in the practices that they felt brought them closer to God and their creator and that was none of my business you know that was none of my business and hopefully one day we all get to a space where people can just be who they are connect with the creator in whatever way they choose whatever way resonates with them and can be left alone you know to do that um who knows who knows but I had to let go of the need to be right and my only focus is to be right with myself and to make sure that I'm in alignment you know I don't need anyone to believe what I believe or agree with me or any of that 
you know? And don't try to force people to see things your way. Just focus on your own development and the right people show up along the way, you know? So this journey is really crazy. It's really crazy. It's mind blowing. And here's the thing that we have to understand. People are wherever they are on their spiritual journey and understand that no man is wrong according to you know his view of the world and the way that he believes that that world works. It doesn't have to resonate with you. You don't have to agree with it, you know, but you have to allow each soul to walk its path. When the actions of another don't resonate with you or with who you are, just part ways in peace and move forward, move on. You know, be careful not to judge them. I've been in so many situations where I judge people and I judge them harshly at times. And I found myself in some of those same situations, you know, and I came to the realization then that I judged them without knowing what their circumstances or their motivations were at the time. And it was humbling, you know, so now I just observe, I observe. I can see something. I might place a value judgment on it as good or bad or you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm always asking myself in those moments, once I notice that I do it and I'm aware of it, then I ask myself, why do you feel that way about it? You know, sometimes I might even say, why do you even care? Like I said before, growth is a constant effort, you know? So in conversations with God, and I'm paraphrasing it, but Essentially, it's written, you know, hold on to your principles and your beliefs for as long as they serve you. But once they no longer serve you or they don't resonate with who you are being or becoming, let them go. You know, let them go. And I promise you, they will be replaced with better. Your perspective should always be growing. It should always be evolving, expanding. You know. So just remember, guys, hold on to your beliefs and your principles for as long as they serve you. But once they no longer serve you, let them go. Evolve. You know, the only constant is change. Learn to embrace it and change the way you think about the experiences that take place in your life. Be adaptable. Maintain your focus. Take what you can from the experiences. Keep moving forward. There is no good or bad. Everything is what it is. How you feel about it, that's another matter. Do the work to figure out why you why you feel that way. But everything is what it is, so observe it as such. You know, and that way you, you won't get caught up in the illusions of it all. And if you insist that there is a such thing as good or bad, that's fine. Whatever works for you. But ask yourself, go deeper, why something is good or bad. You know, ask yourself how you feel about it. Then ask why again and keep asking why until you get to the root. And lastly, I'll leave you with this question and think about this in, in your next interactions as you go throughout your day, as you go throughout your week. Are you reacting, which is adding more of the same energy to a situation, matching that vibration, high or low? Typically it's low. Or are you creating are you in total control of your emotions and responding to all energy accordingly? Something to think about. So hope you guys got something from this episode. Uh, feel free to reach out, alonersguide at gmail.com. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. 
And thank you again for listening. Until next time, be well, stay safe, and many blessings.